we have come to life. To life. Oh, my God. Having cancelled and beaten out and wiped away the handwriting of the notes, born with its legal decrees and demands. So there is a decree of death which had an handwriting that was written. A decree of death by the rest of the saints of our forefathers that we are offsprings of our forefathers. By the decrees that was being made, we are equally bound to that level of death. We are equally bound to that level of death. And because we are bound to that level of death, Jesus' Jesus' act of being of dying on the cross blotted out that decree. That decree that we should die was blotted out by the blood of Jesus on the cross. Are we okay? Now, the act, he goes back to say, he made a public spectacle of the devil on the cross. Many people feel that the, even was the act of Jesus being shaped, being brutalized and all that on the cross, the enemy thought he was winning. But you see, the physical thing that was happening as um, you see in the Bible the narration of the Jesus moving from the point where he was captured to the point where he died on the cross and what have you. All those moments there was war in the spiritual realm. What we were seeing was just physical things where um, he was being killed, he was being betrayed, blood is oozing out and what have you. But what was happening in the spiritual realm was a battle. And it's making the enemy feel as though he was winning the battle. But Jesus said that activity and even his death was to make a public spectacle of the devil. It was to shame the devil. So when you see the cross and when you see the act of Jesus Christ being killed and all that, don't feel pity. It was a warfare. Do you understand this? You see, we are made to feel pity for Jesus Christ. That he was shaped and blood was oozing out by his stripes. We are healed and what have you. But in that act, Jesus said it was a battle. It was a war front. All those acts that he was being killed, it was a battle. And his death, even though signifies defeat to the enemy, it was victory. And also he went to hell. Bible says in the book of Revelation, chapter 1, verse 18, that Jesus Christ having died on the cross, he went to hell and he took up the keys of death and hates. Hate is hell, the place of the dead. So he, 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 brought, he, he, he took the keys of death and life and then of hell and he brought it to us. So the act of him being on the cross and he died, he didn't just die. There was a spiritual act of him going to hell, of winning the battle. The demons were there, there were people that were spectating there, and Jesus won the battle over Satan on the cross. Do you know how powerful Jesus is? Do you know how powerful our God is? He was being killed on the cross, and yet he had won a battle. Let's say he was struggling on the cross, and in his state of being of struggling on the cross, Satan couldn't win the battle over him. You get this at all. He was, he was bruised. He was in pain. He was broken. Emotionally. And yet still, he could defeat Satan in that state. And but as soon as the blood of Jesus on the ground, there was an earthquake. Satan, as much as he has power, he's not that powerful. Do you see this? In, in God, in God, Jesus again said, Father, why have thou forsaken me? In other words, it was at a level, at a peak level of pain. Why his father has in that epic level of pain, Jesus still defeated Satan. In that level of his weakness, if I should say so, he still defeated Satan in his level of strength. In the weakest state of Jesus, he defeated Satan at the strongest state. Do you understand this? 
and so he didn't just defeat him. He didn't just win the battle and walk off the battle. He took from Satan the keys of death and hate. What did he then do with the keys? He gave it to us. Jesus said again, the, the power of death and life lies in the power of what? Your tongue. So when Jesus took the keys of death and of hate, he brought it into our tongue. He gave it to our tongue. The, the keys of death and life are in the power of what? What? So as we stand here, you have the power to bring man to life and you have the power to kill. It is your choice. That's against the understanding of love. Oh, are we okay here? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. If you think Satan is all powerful, think of how Jesus Christ defeated him in his weakest state. So even in your weakest state, it means that you can defeat Satan. Even in your most sinful state, you can still defeat Satan. Let him not lie to you. In your, in, in your state of pain, where you can't even move your leg, you can still defeat Satan. Are we okay? Yes, Jesus God. was bind on the cross with nails, blood oozing out, and he still defeated Satan. So on your bed, you can still defeat Satan. In your dream, you can still defeat him. We have that power in our tongue. In our tongue. It's not given to us in our hands. It's not given to us in our legs. It's given to us on our tongue. Death and life has been given to us in the power of the tongue. So when things are dying, there is no need to fear, but there is a need to speak. Tell someone when things are dying, when things are dying there is no need to fear, but there is a need to speak. So speak. There is a need for you to speak. Yes, it is important for us to speak anytime there is something arising. It's not, it's not a time to fear, it's not a time to panic, it's not a time for us to be anxious, but it's a time for us to speak. When something begins to go wrong, something is going on, ah, kabah, shetere, kabanda. No, 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 no. Put yourself together and begin to declare. It has to go my way. Are we okay? That power is being given to us. And then, how many understand that we are eternal beings? We are created to be eternal beings because we have the life of Christ. The book of Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11. Scripture says, He has made us all beautiful in His sight, and He has planted in our hearts eternity. Can we all open to Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11? Let's all open it and let's all read it. I want to explain this carefully to you. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11. If you are there, shout glory. Glory. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 10. Verse 11. Verse 11. 1, 2, let's read it. He has made everything beautiful in his time. He also has planted eternity in man's heart. Okay. And minds. Wait, wait, wait. So he has made everything beautiful in its time. So in your time, when it was the year 1994, 1986, 1989, 1990, 1995, God created you in your time. He didn't just create you in your time, but he made you beautiful in that time. So in this dispensation, you are beautiful. Jesus beautifully planted you in this time. You are not a mistake. No child is a mistake. No one is a mistake. No parent is a mistake. You were beautifully placed in that time. In the end, but he said eternity is planted in our hearts and our minds. Eternity, eternity, eternity is planted. 
our hearts and in our minds. Eternity. So, to understand this, we, we here, all of us here, we are eternal beings. We are not going to die. I will explain further. We are immortal. We are eternal beings. Did scripture say that we become eternal beings when we die? Did it say so? Oh, please, did it say so? But what did he say? He said, he made us beautiful in our time. In our time. And then he planted in us eternity in our hearts and in our minds. Eternity is planted in our hearts and our minds. So we don't enjoy eternity after death. We enjoy eternal life right now. Because we have Christ in us, we enjoy eternal life right now. We enjoy immortality right now. So, what I mean by the fact that we cannot die is that our spirits cannot be killed. Our human spirits cannot be killed. It can't be killed by any man whatsoever. Our human spirit is eternal. It's eternal. Our human spirit. You, you, you are eternal. You are eternally created. Eternity is planted on your heart and in your mind. And that is how come some people have an impulse. When people die, they say, this one shouldn't have died like that. Why did this one die at this time? Why? Because there is an implantation in our mind. There is a signal in our mind that, nah, nah, this one shouldn't have died. And even sometimes we go ahead. Some people even are developing technologies and even medicines to, they call it anti-aging medicine. Anti-aging medicine. They are trying there are possible means for you to keep people alive forever. There are some people, okay, in Europe right now, there are some people that are being, are, are, are being how do I say, cloned or being kept in, in a vacuum where they are waiting to a point where they can now raise the dead through technology and they'll cause such people to be raised. It's not moving, it's happening right now. There are people who are dead, yet they are being kept in a vacuum. If you've watched Avatar before, the movie Avatar, how they, 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 they create, they transfer the mind of this person to the other creature and then they place them in some kind of vacuum and with water. That's how it's being done currently. They are waiting to the time where they can resurrect the true technology. Why are they doing so? Is it evil? No, it's not evil. It is because of the, the, the signal of the implantation of the, the eternity in our mind. So we're not armed. Man is not supposed to die. So everyone is trying to seek for the knowledge to be able to make man live eternally. And yes, we're not supposed to necessarily do anything to live eternally because we are eternal beings. So I said, yeah, I'm not supposed to die. Why? Are you with me? I'm not the one saying scripture. Scripture is the one saying it. It is said eternity is planted in our hearts the moment we die. No. It's planted in our hearts in our time. The time at which we were born, eternity. Even unbelievers are planted with eternity. Because they will spread some type of eternity in hell. Not only believers have eternal life. It's going to be quite controversial because they're going to say Jesus is the eternal life. So if they don't have Jesus Christ in their hearts, how then do they have eternal life? Scripture says Jesus in the eternity of eternities. So there is a level of eternity beyond eternity. <laughs> I don't know if I'm, I'm trying to uh, make myself clear though. But then again, the book of Matthew 16, verse 28. 
He said that for some of you who are listening to me now will not taste of death until you see the Son of Man come the second time. Matthew 16, 28. So there were people that were with Jesus, including his disciples, who were listening to him teach. And Jesus told them that there are some of you who are even listening to me now who will not die, who will not taste of death until you see the Son of Man come. So if Jesus is not lying, which scripture says that God is not an author of confusion, scripture cannot be broken, then it means currently, right now as we live on earth, there are people who were with Jesus who are still alive. According to the words of Jesus Christ. So if I am Jesus currently, okay, and I have my disciples and I have members right now, and then I tell you that I am the Son of God, I am Jesus Christ. And by that, there are many of you who, there are some of you here who will not die until you see me come the second time. Which means that I have given a command that there are some of you who are not permitted to die. Even if it is 5,000 years, you will not die until you see me come. That's when death will come to you. And that death is not death when you die and leave your body. transfiguration of your body and fall in. Oh, are we okay? So there are people coming here who are not dead. They saw Jesus, but they're not dead. So don't think everyone who came up in the generation of Jesus Christ is dead. Not everyone who came up in the generation of Jesus Christ is dead. Some are still alive. Are we here at all? They are still alive. Some disciples are still alive. Some members of Jesus are still alive. Mind you, Jesus got from the um, 12 disciples to 70 disciples. He didn't only have 12 disciples. And then Judas go out and he left at 11. And then he was replaced. He had additional 70. So when we are talking about disciples, most of us don't even know only the 12. 70 before he left. Are we okay? I will just teach you the truth. It's up to you to believe it or not. Because this is scripture and I go by scripture. Are we okay? Sure. Alright. How are these people not going to die? So, if Jesus Christ came on earth for 2,000 years and he had made this statement, it means that people who are already living for 2,000 years for now. How are we okay? There are people who have been alive for 2,000 years. So, if that is possible, then it means it is possible for us to also live for 2,000 years and even more. But what is reducing us? What is reducing our age? And people begin to quote that the um, Bible has given us 70. So, uh, if we do 70, it's done well. That's the attraction. So, if you don't do 70, they say. Let's so, when you are quoting that scripture, you have to quote it well. So, if I don't die at age 70, and they die before 70, did they sin by not obeying that particular law? So, they sin by dying and not dying at 70. That 70 is not for you. Tell someone that 70 is not for you. You can live beyond 70. And then again, if we're talking about premature death, we are not talking about someone who died at age 7, at age 18, at age 25, 24, 26. No, no, no. I've said it before that premature death. It's not dying young. Premature death is simply dying before fulfilling your purpose. 
So if I fulfill my purpose at age 18 and I'm done, I can go, what am I still doing here? It's not premature death, and I've done what I'm supposed to do. It becomes premature death when I die before fulfilling my purpose. So I can die now at age 90 and still be premature death. I can die at age 120 and it's still premature death. Because premature because I have not fulfilled what I'm supposed to fulfill on earth. And so it is premature. I've been taken before my time. How are we okay? So if you're talking about time, your, your time, your step before, oh, we are sorry, time here, but which time? Which time? Defined by who? By men or by God? Now, as much as we are eternal beings and we cannot die, we live in a body on earth. For us to be able to operate with our human spirit on earth, legally, we need to have a human body. So, even though our human spirit is eternal, our body is corruptible, it's not eternal. Please understand this. We, we, all of us here, as humans, human spirit, we are eternal beings. Created by God. Eternity, according to scripture, is planted in our hearts. However, our human body is not eternal. What is eternal is our spirit. Our bodies are not eternal because it is part of the corruptibles of the earth. So when you are praying for long life, what then are you praying for? Please get this right. So you can, when you are praying for, let's pray for long life, you know what you are praying for. When you are praying for long life, you are not praying for long life for your spirit. You are praying for long life and preservation for your flesh, your body. Are we okay? Because if you are praying for long life for your spirit, it's a waste of time. Because your life is already long. Whatever you do, your life is already long. Unless that prayer is with understanding that it is you are, you are prolonging the life of your flesh. Because the flesh has its time where it will come to an end. It will break down to, to watch up. It has its own time. But the spirit doesn't have that time. It's the flesh. So when we are praying for long life, we're not praying for long life for our spirit. We're not praying for long life for us. We are praying for long life for our flesh. To be able to contain our body. That's what the Bible says in the book of 1 Timothy chapter 4, the verse 8. That he bodily exercise profits little. So even though it is little, it profits. Why does it profit? Bodily exercise. So when we are exercising, the exercise is not for her, for the ladies to have flat tummy. Are we okay? The exercise we're supposed to do is not for flat tummy. It is to make our body healthy, to keep our spirit intact on earth. The exercise we're supposed to be doing on earth for men is not to have big muscles and have six packs. No, no, no. When you've ever visited a gym before, they will ask you, are you coming to build on your muscles that are coming to keep fit? Keeping fit is more important than building the muscles. The fitness is key. But there are people who even during the time where they are trying to build up their muscles, they have cardiac arrest. arrest, arrest. There are footballers who are playing football, one of you, and they, have, they, they suffer heart attack. So what is important is to keep fit, to make the body healthy. Yes, in the school, you can build the muscles, you can, but make sure as you are building the muscle, the body is, is, is fit, is healed. Oh, are we okay? So that's one, one of the reasons why I like, I like this footballer, Christian Ronaldo. You can't tell me Messi is better than him. No. You can't tell me he's better. No, no, you can't tell me. You can't tell me. Now, this one is guy does. For his longevity on earth, 
not only in playing football for his longevity on earth every time he plays for or he does training he goes to have a cold bath he stays in the cold water with ice and all that for some time for what to rejuvenate his flesh not his spirit but his flesh and he's looking very young and playing very smart like he was young breaking record that he couldn't even break when he was younger why he kept fit the flesh fit what about you as at 10 p.m you are eating bamboo 9 p.m you are dropping pizza you are enjoying life make you enjoy life don't make a finish show every day different wahala but you don't know as long as you are enjoying you are actually enjoying your way to death that is no one does it right so even though our eternal body can spirit cannot die our body the flesh can die so that we must be then concerned about what we eat because the life of christ is in us it is going to keep our spirit much more revived but we need to exercise our flesh so i was talking to mr j yesterday we said that we play people every saturday just to keep fit so we are making plans yeah, not to keep fit. It's key. Yeah, we were planning, okay, we can go for this walk at this every stop. But that could be maybe one day event. It can't keep us fit for a very long time. There must be a certain activity.